Yeah, this is Rich Palacio. Listen to Olut Radio. I don't know. O L U T Radio. Johnny McKeon here. You're listening to Olut Radio with me, Sasha Bloom. How are you, sir? We're we're mobile. It's a uh, it's a new it's a new day, new atmosphere, new place to be. This is interesting. Yeah, we're in my fucking kitchen. <laughs> trying to figure shit out. We've got mobile just for fun of it just today. I'm trying to figure out equipment so that we can broadcast all around this planet. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I don't know. It's broadcasting, you bring up an interesting point. I've a uh, I've I've been itching to talk to you cuz I know we've itching. had things Where are you itching, my <laughs> Um I know it's been a little while since we've talked. What with the jazz playoffs and all, you've been you've been a busy boy. Like way over a month. I'm a senior at Mug. Yeah, that, that, that's really the reason we're meeting mobily today. But um, normally I do enjoy working in the studio. We don't really acknowledge it that much, which I always find interesting because it's it's really it's an amazing it's an amazing place. Like I've been recording there for quite a while, and every time I go in that studio, man, just just the hours and hours of podcasting and great radio and everything inside of it it's it's incredible to to think about sometimes it's quite the privilege like as much as i have battled and fought with certain people at iHeartRadio and SLC i am forever grateful like humbled that i don't yeah. even have to work there and they let me use their studio i know it's so I'm crazy i'm them 1 hour a week and the general manager is totally cool with that because there's really there's a great place for me there, and there's a need, but there's not a paycheck available for my skill set. So it is what it is. You know, there's there's mm. no, I totally get their paradigm. They get my paradigm, but they also see that utahpodcastnetwork.com has some flair and yeah. some relativity and some meaning behind it. Yeah, there's a lot of dick jokes and goofiness and nonsense that's irrelevant, but... At the end of the day, that irrelevance is funny and fun. I love it. I, I love what, what we've tried to accomplish here, and it makes me genuinely happy to kind of see, I don't know, the directions that we're taking. Yeah, we don't need these headphones. The, the way I've got it set up, John, I don't think we need it. I'm not worried. I'm not worried about it. I, prefer, I take off my headphones now when I uh, track. I'm getting that way, too, because my ears aren't as good as they were before we started doing this radio shit. Really? You haven't noticed that? No. Well, I listen to a lot more podcasting and stuff. I'm always tuned in with headphones. You have a more sensitive ear. Like, you, yeah, your yeah. ear is like someone's eye. Like, you see it. You are, Well, you hear it through your ear. Like, your ears are just sharp. Like, I don't pick up stuff like that, man. Like, Yeah, it's a real flaw in my system. I don't know. It's just you're, you're, you have... You're such a measured man. Whenever I think about you, I think about you. You're such a measured man. Like and you're you're so precise in the things that you focus on. Yeah, I'm focused on a really big issue right now. Yeah. So I went to work at like we had like a six o'clock call time. Yeah. And the night before was a ESPN jazz game. So I got off work at one fifteen mm-hmm. in the morning. And I got three hours of sleep, and we went to this breakfast. And we were, I mean, you know how when you're just goofy tired? Yeah. Like, where you're just a dumb little kid? And so I'm sitting with, like, two 63-year-old camera guys. Yeah. Their bodies don't work right. They're burned the fuck out. They just don't give a shit. They Mm -hmm. still are great artists and producers, and when they're on a camera, like, that's their happy spot. Yeah. Broadcasting 1080i, creating great, at this case, college baseball. It's pretty cool. And so somehow we got around talking to music, and I was like, fuck Eric Clapton. (laughs) You got beef with Eric Clapton. I have such tremendous beef, and it turned out to the point where one of the senior cameramen yelled at me. And told me I was fucking wrong. Really? Yeah. Like, he got heated at Really? Me. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, Cream sucks. Yardbird sucks. Eric Clapton unplugged. And that <laughs> unplugged. Yeah, not unplugged. And so I was like, Layla is one of the worst songs in the world. 
And I started skimming through some of his playlists. And so I've decided that in the next couple of weeks, we need to get, like, Helmut von Schmidt, okay. Guy Seidel in. And we're going to reconstruct Eric Clapton because he's fucking horrible. I, and that's what that that's when you talk about me being a deep thinker and measured. Yeah. There's no measurement, sir. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't you dare put that judgment on me. That's so funny. That's so funny. I um earlier this week, did you read this article? Do you ever lock yourself out of your phone? I locked myself out of my room. <laughs> <laughs> you did. <laughs> oh man, I'm so glad I didn't leave my backpack in there. So glad. So get this. So CareerCast uses stats for growth outlook, income, environmental conditions, and stress to rank jobs in America. How stressful your job is. They put a bunch of numbers together, crunch it, put it together. They come up with this result. These are the 10 worst jobs in America. I'm not going to read all 10. I'm just going to read the first seven. Okay? So number one, newspaper reporter. Number one worst job in America right now. Why do you think that is? I'm the wrong person to ask. <laughs> I think Kyle Goon's got a fucking awesome job. He does, right? Yeah, I think I think there's a lot of people in this market that don't deserve their jobs to work at a newspaper, but I think there's a lot of people in newspapers that are fucking awesome, and I think it's the most important job in the world, and I don't understand that at all. That sounds like such a biased statement. Like, they're only taking into account maybe the financial aspects, but they don't really understand that at the end of the day, you're creating something. You're impacting. You know? Like, like I saw his jazz article about the two old jazz ladies. It was a good article. Like, it was interesting. Oh, the pink grandmas. Yes, the pink grandmas. Thank you. Like, I but found even that... outside of sport, yeah. like, to cover a courtroom, it's fucking incredible. It is. And you tell me how showing up in a courtroom when you've got the measure of life in prison to walking away because there's a drunk juror yeah. or a bias in the judge or the DA has a conflict with a friend, especially in Utah with all the closeness and how big the families. I mean, because you're talking about a person now that's LDS, probably has 40 cousins, extended family. Yeah. Hey, those people bred hard for a long time. And so getting to go in those rooms and to figure out those negotiations or going to a crime scene and being like, whatever, or what up, Officer Vasquez? Officer like, Friendly. That's a, yeah. Shout out to Officer Friendly. You're a friendly guy. Yeah, like getting to talk to them and learn their stories and then ambulance chasing and then getting into the guys that do $20 billion pyramid schemes and the madness that's going on on I-215 in Lehigh and the disc Gruntleman, and then I mean, and then you go into the whole government Herbert's office, and then you get into the gay rights issues, and then you get into recycling issues, and then the whole madness of the inequity that's happening between University of Utah and Utah State and BYU being a privately funded school who can't compete and is not going to have a sport program in 20 years. Like, there's no way that that's a shitty job. Are you making 40 grand a year? Yeah, but you get to marry up big time yeah. so that becomes 120 grand a year and then the two of you collaborate and create a great idea or move up to a bigger market and you blow up financially and spiritually so no there's to be an artist and get paid for it yeah oh i only make 40 grand a year fuck you shit man i almost see forty thousand dollar a year employees more elitist than a man that makes a billion dollars yeah straight up yeah you know how many fucking asshole employees you meet that make $52,000 a year and walk around like they're fucking pimping? Fuck you. That's so true. And fuck your papers and fuck your radio. That's where shitty managers come from. Yes. That's really, it. that's exactly where they come from. They're making that money. Yeah, exactly. That's Ooh, so I funny. I pay my bills. Fuck you. And then they're just dicks about it. Can you it. change a wound on a broken arm? No. My mom could. Yeah. Man, my mom's so real about that. Happy Mother's Day, Mama. Love you. Yeah, she was a nurse. She did that. But, but back to the point, yeah, like, I don't understand how What's an article... Oh, ooh, ooh, you're in for a treat. So hold on. Lock myself on. Why do you lock your phone? It does it automatic. Who... Did you got dick pics in there? No, I don't. That's the worst thing. So I don't even you have... Because it's like, I have like, you know, like, like I got... What if you need to make... I that? have... What if you're hanging off the side of a cliff and you need to call 911? What do you fucking do? I... You, there's an emergency button. What if you got... Your pinky finger available to you to fucking push a button 
and dial 911, what do you fucking do? I, You're I'm, dead. I would be so clutch. I would be fourth oh, quarter clutch. I would know the password. I would hit the password right, uh, right away. I would be clutch because that is what I do. I am yeah. clutch. Mm -hmm. That's what I learned. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, I am clutch. When it comes down to game time moments, I deliver. So what's number six? Number six? <laughs> hey, hey, hold on. <laughs> Low blusser. Um, number two, TV broadcaster. I think of, you know. Greatest job in the I think of, like, world. Kim Fisher, Don Hudson. I think of Casey Scott. I think of Big Buddha. He's driving a Buddha mobile. I saw him the other day at Cameo College. Okay. He's driving a Buddha Being mobile. A big time news person creates a lot of issues yeah and that what was the one did journalism too so we can yeah, hit this so, we can yeah hit, we can hit this ball at the same time yeah and that really should have just been turned into one yeah. broadcaster journalist yeah but that had to be specific so yeah. tv broadcast that writer who who wrote this well see here's the thing like i have a thing at the end of it we're going to talk about that but yeah like what do you think right now let's stay on topic tv broadcaster it's, it's really great hard too. to create a minute and 45 minutes of television sometimes twice a day yeah. You're talking about six-page papers. What's a, mi a minute is two pages, right? Yeah. Of skit. Yeah. So if you are writing a sitcom, a minute between two to three characters is two minutes. So by yourself, you're probably talking about three and a half minutes. The whole goal is state and relate. Dude, I 62 pages for 45 minutes. Oh, yeah. So yeah. Uh, tremendous pressure, and it's live, and you got short windows, and you got to – Camera guys are fucking awful in the news, generally speaking. And so you have to not only do you have to guide them and lead them because it's very hard to develop a relationship with a photographer because at the end of the day, if you have a great photographer, he's also a journalist. Yeah. He's a five-tool player. He's a bad motherfucker. And I've met several of them. Uh, AJ from ABC4. He's a five-tool journalist, and he'll do anything you want. Um, however, he's the standard or the exception of the what is in newsrooms all around the world. Newsrooms might suck. Being a journalist might suck because of low pay. But at the end of the day, if you're 65 years old, making 40 grand a year, that's on you. Yeah. That's not a career job. That's not a career issue. Yeah. That's you not moving up. And if you're comfortable with that and your partner makes great money, good for you. But no, they're not bad jobs. Yeah. You know what's a shitty job? What? Uh, roofing Ooh. a house in Phoenix in July. Yeah. When it's 145 degrees well, that's on the no, roof. That's number three. Think about this. Logger. I could believe that. A brutal job. Brutal job. Especially because you have a direct relationship with uh, sticking your penis into Mother Nature. Oh, jeez. The environmental I mean, impact. You talk about being an asshole to a human being. Yeah. Imagine being an asshole to Mother Nature. Just cutting down trees all day. I would feel oh, so bad cutting down trees. All the time. Like, like, there's birds in them and stuff. Like, beehives. Woodpeckers, yeah. you know, owls, they sometimes hide in trees. Like, there's a lot, of, a lot of things live in trees, man. You really need to think about that. So when someone's cutting it down, I mean, worms, bark, like, I mean. Aspirin. Aspirin. Dick pills. Everything. Okay, yeah. I'm sure trees are involved. But, like, um. What do you mean? I don't, Where do you think medicine comes from? Seriously. Well, no, I, I know that, 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 yeah, like, the cellulose, the tree, I mean, and all that. Let's like, just get dumb stupid. Morphine, heroin, well, comes we, from a plant, poppy, yeah. marijuana, plant, tobacco, plant. Yeah. Everything we put in our body comes from a plant or an animal or a rock or from water. Yeah. There's no other. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah, I know. We live in a very simple place. Yeah, you're supposed to just eat the food, you know, and then crap it out, goes back in the environment. It's supposed to be like a circle of life, but they don't do that anymore. Like, they've shut that down. Why do you think we have Donald Trump as our president? I know, it's crazy, right? I think about that all the time. What's I number really five? Do. Number five. Or four. Are we on four We're now? We're on four. Uh, he's got to unlock his phone. Hold on. I, <laughs> I did it first time. <laughs> Clutch. Um, military, which I think that goes without saying but yeah, interesting yeah having to kill another human being without knowing um their parents i imagine that's pretty heavy and having to live with um but i also know that people in military make great careers yeah they like do if you're one of those lucky people that doesn't have to go into a war conflict you'll come out as a nurse you come out as a you get a trade a, 
yeah. I was going to do it. But a $75,000, $80,000 trade, and they pay off your school debt. I was going to do it. I was in ROTC when 9-11 happened. Yeah, oh. my son's going to, my son's whole goal is he wants to fly airplanes, and he wants to work to get into the Air Force Academy. Yeah. And to get in the Air Force Academy, you have to have uh, signed letters from your senators, both of them. Yeah. And you have to have a 4.0. You got to be in sport. You got to give back. And my son's a really good kid. Yeah. Now, the thing I talked to him about, because I thought about it, like you started getting into this uh, Civil Air Patrol. Yeah, you get to launch rockets. That's how they got me. And my whole thing was, well, son, I want to embrace your championship, whatever you want to do. But you have to understand the organization you're going into. Yeah, you get, they have a whole blossom of science and that kind of stuff. But their science is designed to kill a human being and to protect a piece of land from other human being. So if you want to do this, I'm not going to tell you no. I'm not going to be that liberal lefty that's uh, fucking Prevents him, yeah. But you're going to have to volunteer at a VA hospital, and I prefer it be right after surgery Jesus. so that you got to change wounds on a femur that has no muscle or bone underneath it or a guy that got his ear and the side of his cheek blown off by a fucking bullet. Yeah, you're going to dress those wounds, son. Because if you're going to go into an instrument and become a killer, well, you better fucking understand that. And he was like, yeah, let's do it. Because there's plenty of other ways to become a FedEx pilot. Yeah. You don't have to yeah. go through mercenary school. Like, it's crazy. And like, said, we live in such a violent world, man. Yeah. To become a soldier when you're brilliant, you know, that that's on him. That ain't my life. Oh, man, I... I, I think about it all the time because I was going to go into school because, you know, uh, it would pay for my college. I get to see the world. I get out of Sacramento. So why didn't you? And you got out of Sacramento. Yeah. I I didn't go because of 9-11. And I, I didn't go because I didn't want to go over to war. And I right. didn't I didn't want... I just knew it just wasn't for me, you know? War's horrific. Yeah. You know? I've read a lot of books on war and stuff, you know? Like... Civil War stuff, things like that. Like I know, I know, combat's evolved since then, but I think about Vietnam a lot. You know, you should. It it yeah. used to be imprinted in our 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 uh, caricature because of great journalisms and musicians yeah. and artists, and now our journalists and media fail to uh, create yeah. that story. Yeah. So, so number five. Pest control worker, which just makes sense. You're killing bugs and, you know, being around chemicals all day. No, you're poisoning society and yourself. And that's a horrible job, but a necessary job. And God bless him and his family because he'll probably get cancer young. I'd like to see him do organic stuff, but at the end of the day, you ain't killing a fucking four-foot cockroach with a fucking bottle of petroleum oil, you know? Yeah, that's true, but I mean, I do not enjoy not having box elder bugs in the house anymore. You don't like watching them fuck? No, I don't. It's sexy. I uh, the what bugs. Do you mean? You're just what, what you're turned on by your zest Dude, for life. What does that mean? Oh, sexy. And I see a couple <laughs> so, of box so, elder bugs some bugs, doing it. Some bugs are fucking. I'm I really turned on. Yeah. <laughs> I get jealous of a box what are you elder. Talking bug? about. <laughs> Pest control worker. <laughs> yeah, all right. Number six, the one you wanted to get to. I wanted to get to. Right, yeah, radio personality. Which market? <laughs> right? <laughs> exactly uh, my point. What do you think I don't about know, I'm not in radio. From 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 what, what you know, do you think a radio personality is the sixth worst job in America? Like, isn't there a job somewhere where someone has to stick a finger up someone else's butt? How is that better? How is that better? How is it better? <laughs> how is it better cleaning elephant cage? Working at the zoo? Like, like how? Like, I wait a minute. You got to be kidding me. Yeah. Right. You work in radio. You yeah. tell me. Why are you asking me? I want to know what you think first, and then I'll, I'll have my rebuttal. Oh, if I had Hooker's job, or Alan Handy's job. You couldn't ask for a better job. It's incredible. I love working in radio. Radio to me has been the greatest gift and challenge. And like, I feel blessed every day to be doing what I'm doing. I think we spoke about this in radio and journalism earlier. So let's move yeah. on. What's the next one? So the next one, seventh, ad sales. 
which is kind of interesting because now if you're good at it, you make a fat living. Well, that, that's kind of what people that make over a million dollars a year selling ad, if not more. Yeah. And oh, no, wait a, <laughs> wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Don't you this dare bring dumb that motherfucker <laughs> banging on his road for five minutes. He looked up like he was lost and gave up. That's a world star <laughs> hip hop moment right there. Figure it out. I just my phone is disabled. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, what are you gonna do on the side of the cliff? You got one. I'd be clutch. I'd be clutch. My fingers are big. Like it's just that. Like the keypad's small. I got really big fingers, man. Like so this phone. Unlock your phone, and you wouldn't have this issue, dude. I'm not what the no thumbprint. Has anyone? Have you ever had your phone stolen? Yes. When? When I saw Batman vs. Superman what at Gateway year? Mall. This was like when Batman, like last year. They robbed you or you dropped it out of your pocket? They robbed me. What? I've never heard that story. What I you told you. This was this was like when Batman and Superman came out. 2016? Last year? Yeah. You got robbed? Yeah. What? Homeless what? man broke into my car. Or woman or person or couple. I don't Why know, but I'll leave? find you. Why did you leave your phone? <laughs> In the car, cause I I put it in the glove box and I, uh, cause I it was a premiere and you're not allowed to bring your phones in, and I don't want to like check it, and I didn't want to hassle him either. I just wanted to watch the movie. You think the person that the promoter had like a contract with like an organization that knew that everyone's phones and shit were in their car and they just started looping? No, nah, I think it was a, a homeless man creeped in. Because uh, of all cars, your car. Yeah, someone left the window I mean, you're cracked. Not station vehicle or personal? Personal. That's on you. I know it is on me. I didn't say it wasn't. Why the fuck would you leave <laughs> your phone in your car? Because I didn't. That's wa- a rookie move. Yeah. What's the number one worst? Uh, I'm always afraid someone's gonna break into the station vehicle. Like I'm always thinking about it. Oh man, I I because I care. I got a new work, generator work at for, work. You work for big business. It's all right off of No, it, it's not about it being written off. It's about the fact that I'm not having it because that means I'll go a week without a generator or a month, which really means it'll be a month to three months for insurance will clear it and then I can have a generator. Do you know how difficult it is to do my job without the equipment I need? Like it's tough. It's really hard. It's not like it's not like yeah. You always you you'll show up to a a, a Pac-12 shoot and the cameras will be there (laughs) because you'll have them. You know, like there are situations where I don't have things. True. Yeah. (laughs) So what do you got coming up? What do I got coming up? I got the uh, uh, the American Hitmen are going to be performing at the Gallivan Center. It's going to be really cool. We're doing the show for vets. With uh, uh, Dickies is going to be giving out. Food to every active veteran, fireman, or police officer for uh, up to two thousand people. It's gonna be awesome. Like, uh, how come they don't do that for the homeless? Um, just curious because I, I mean, these guys are making you mean good money. in general. They I get could a speak lot of benefits. Like, I could see. I could speak in general. It just doesn't pay to help out the homeless because it's kind of like, yeah, you no do shit. the right thing, but you can't take a good photo of it. You know, because I don't understand. No, I I don't really paying for this. Is this like uh, is this like the police alumni organization? No, no, it's nothing like that. Groupers. No, no, it's nothing like that. Because from what I understand about Salt Lake City Uh and hats off to them and doing all these charitable things. Some cops are good, but there's a lot of people getting kicked in the fucking head and getting shot and getting falsely arrested and accused in this city. And the, well, it's for veterans too. It's a publicity, dude. You got to look at it bigger. There, yeah. it's, a, it's someone. I bet you some some fraternity of police organizations is paying for this. No, it's Bullshit. not. No, it's not. I can't it's reveal. A publicity event. No, it's they not. They wouldn't have you guys there <laughs> broadcasting if it weren't. We're putting on the event. Of course, you are. <laughs> it's a tax write. You realize that having an FCC license. You have to do charitable events, and it's all right offable, and it's all part of. Yeah, you have to do a certain amount of hours, and when you do those certain amount of hours, you can write them off in your taxes, which then pays for all the microphones and all the techs and all this kind of stuff. It's all part of the business. I think it's going to be. And the police and the military can do the utmost things around this world and communities and disenfranchise us and destroy us and keep our families separated. But then they go on the radio and do handshake shit be- with the really nice cops that they have. 
but all the young juveniles coming over from Iraq and Afghanistan with MP badges uh, tattooed on their shoulders over their fucking badges um, can run amok. That's the truth. Sorry to burst your bubble there. <laughs> you know, that's the truth. We are bursting my bubble. The, it's... the police, the military, and government spend hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars on advertising. Go to a football game, a University of Utah yeah. or BYU football game. Um, guess what? National Guard's paying to be there. National Guard's paying to launch that game. Well, yeah, I know. Like we, uh, I wish we had talked about that when it happened, when that first story broke about how much the NFL was paying the National Guard. No, well, we can bring it up anytime you want. Yeah. It's, I mean, uh, I can. So, you know. but this event isn't quite like that. It's <laughs> a bunch of bands no, playing. It's <laughs> like it's the American Hitmen, and um, uh, it's free for all veterans. And oh, it's a free concert in general, so you can come down. But there's free food for veterans. And uh, also, I'm doing the Shriners ride at Wright Motorcycle Sports for that weekend. It'll benefit the Shriners. Well, no, I, I, I think that, and that's before I. I'm not transitioning no, out. We no, can I'm go back around. I'm, I'm bringing transitioning it. right back in onto what I just said. That is the truth. It is a yeah, I'm not. thing, and it is a spin by a, a PR guy. No. But feeding the veterans and feeding the police officers who aren't making 100 k a year and feeding the firefighters and the ambulance workers, they need it. Like, I, they're, like I said, generally, they're good people. you you, you got to take the world. It's big. You got to take the world for the good and the bad. You got to understand the purpose of marketing. And while I agree with what you're saying, it's not certainly the case in this event. It's important, yeah, to come out, and it's May 19th at the Galvin Center. I find... (laughs) (laughs) You're so funny. I'm going to have to cut this whole fucking thing. I I don't know. I don't know. Because I, I agree and disagree. Because, you know, you got to really think about the heart of marketing and what it really means to market something. Because then you have to realize, like, Pay you know, you're rent. selling. Well, it, it's I'm paying my rent through this. But also, like, you know, if you need to know what an advertisement of something is, you might not need it. You know, that's not always the case. There, I genuinely try to, like, find and, like, get behind products that people do need to hear about. So tell me this. Tell me the. Wh- it's easy to be cynical and see that and take the good with the bad because you get a bit of both in the world. Like, you got to pick your poison. It's tough. And I see what you're saying. Like, it's easy to see it that way. And it's also good to see it, you know, the other way, feeding the benefits of, you know, feeding veterans and things. But it's tough because there's both things, you know? Like, no, my heart breaks for, like, my I, uncle. Yeah. He died two years ago. And he was a two or three tour Vietnam veteran and he got agent oranged and he got diabetes from it. He got spinal meningitis from it. He had like four or five heart attacks and he died at like 58. And so he had all these traumatic things in his thirties and forties. He was fucked. Like he got poisoned by agent orange and he couldn't. It got to a point where he couldn't work because he was always having a heart attack, and I mean, he had poison in his vein. Yeah. And I watched all of this growing up. I remember we used to play Indians and Cops, and he'd just fucking cap me down, and he'd be watching old war movies, and you'd get all in sharpening knives, cleaning guns, the whole fucking thing. Mm-hmm. And he was the nicest man to me in the world, and one of my. I love it. You compartmentalize it, right? Like, there's like the killer side, the military side, and then the personal side. He's a human being. Yeah, completely. At the end of the day, that cop that shot one of these black men in America, he is a human being. And it's about education, it's about discipline, it's about valuing the right things. And sometimes I worry about with advertising. Yeah. They, they don't value the right things. Why are we... A, the, what's the number one song in the world? The Percocet song. I'll drop it at the end of this uh, podcast. But it, like his opening intro is like, Percocet, Molly, Percocet, Molly. Why the fuck are we playing that when we're in an opioid epidemic? We took over a country and took all their opium and so many families are 
being victimized of people dying or killing families. I personally know like four or five kids who OD from the gym right and now. Like all kinds of stuff. I've got a like, family member right now, and she is so spun. And there's nothing I can do for her. It's like, I, what do you want me to do? That's your choice. Yeah, you're in pain. You take some pills, and now you're fucked. Now you're an addict, thinking about doing heroin, thinking about doing methamphetamines. Get the fuck out of here. Grow up. They're bad for you. Don't do it. I remember when I got my nose surgery, they gave me uh, Percocets or Vicodin. Yeah. It was the one, the big ones. And I remember I took two because my nose hurt. You know, they busted my nose open, reset it, refixed it. It hurt worse than breaking my nose the first six I times. I remember watching this. And I got off. I Even though it hurt me, I got off the pills just a little bit earlier. Like, I only took, like, three or four doses instead of the full weeks, you know, because I really tried to make sure. And, like, I even felt like, ah, you know. Cause it felt good. It felt good. Cause I just would sleep. I just slept through the pain. It's such a good high. Yeah. Like it felt good. Valium, Xanax, Clonopin, codeine, like cough yeah. syrup. That Cicero. That's some good shit. Ugh. But you can't do it. Yeah. Not if you want to be a responsible, healthy human being. Yeah. Just like you ain't gonna drive your ass to a casino and start. When I was in my mid twenties. Yeah. And that whole poker boom was going on uh-huh. i was making stacks and i literally thought about becoming a professional poker player and then you know what kicked in my head i'd be living in a fucking casino yeah i i went to vegas just recently it's it's really grimy the man thing about america and i've hit on america and utah and salt lake every fucking day of my life bitch get better right but you know what this country allows me to do what I don't have to be a heroin addict. Yeah. I have the opportunity to have a great life. To, all you got to do is work your fucking ass off. And you don't have to buy Jordans every day. You don't have to buy an eighth of weed every week. You don't have to fucking buy filet mignon. Guess what? If cheap, cheap beef sucks, you can buy a great whole chicken. Yeah. For a McDonald's meal, for a Big Mac and a large fry and a large Diet Coke, because that seems to be what it is, that's like $6.80. You can buy half a chicken for 3 bucks, and you can buy all the vegetables you want for 3 bucks, and you can have a fucking meal. And you know what? You can invite a lady over and have that meal, and she'll probably fucking give you brain. <laughs> yeah, so, it's true. With that said, don't be a fucking asshole. And realize what you're selling for, and who you're selling for, and what you're working for, and whose work you're paying off. Because at the end of the day, what is it, only God can judge you? Is that what it is? I believe. Yeah. So, you know, I just, I, I'm sick and tired of fucking living in a city that's full of shit. End yeah. of the day. Where Where is a place that isn't full of shit? Who knows? I wonder. Cause, I'd love to know. Because I guarantee you, if I'm the only man on an island by myself, and there's a plethora of fruit, and there's animals around, and there's clean water, I'll be full of shit because I don't know how to work it. Yeah, me too. I think about that all the time. Yeah. Like, if shit went bad, like, I can't even Google it. Yeah, he when, can't even unlock. Oh, you yeah. can unlock your phone now. I gotta unlock it. I gotta unlock it. It's my big fingers. I told you, man. Like... I think about that all the time. About Johnny just wants to let you know that he's very big. No, I'm not. Big head. Big I am elbows, big. I am big toes. Dude, I. <laughs> what? <laughs> What's the last one? What's the last? Oh, What's the, the last one. Fucking. Let's close this fucker out. I okay, hold on. I gotta do work too. Well, I mean, the rest. So the rest of the list. So I just mostly specific wanted to talk about six and seven ad sales. But uh, eighth firefighter. No, that's an awesome job. It is, right? You get to pound the best pussy. I got a cousin who's been on again, off again firefighter. And he's a big uh, wave surfer. So you work two weeks on as a firefighter. And you really don't do anything unless the house catches on fire. They got to do a lot of accidents. So he's a paramedic. And he humped his way through being an ambulance guy for 10 bucks an hour for four years. Because he had this passion of what will pay me... What will give me two weeks a month to go to Malaysia or Mexico or Mavericks and surf the biggest waves in the world? And then two weeks I get to save lives and be an awesome guy and get mad pussy for saving lives and shaking hands. Firefighter. Great job. 
That's not, no. I want to meet this guy that wrote this list. This is horrible. Nine is retail sales. Ten is taxi driver. Retail sales is interesting because Sears mm, has been like shutting down. Too. Well, I don't know. On a, like a, a, a brick and mortar stores are dropping. Like I've, I I I think it's gonna be a case by case basis for like a Sears or a Macy's. They're just like, hey, those aren't stores. That's retail. It's a significant portion of retail. You might as well fucking have that shop in a basement with no advertising. And a guy's saying, $15 shirts, $15 shirts. I got your underwear. I got your underwear. That's all you need. That's what it's going to be. Yeah, well, they deserve it. I've been there, though, too, because when I was in L.A., I went to... um, (laughs) They didn't honor my warranty. What what warranty? (laughs) I do it. I do it. I do it. You got burned a on a warranty. I could hear it. When you hit 40 miles I could down. hear it. You got burned that on a warranty. Was burned by Sears. <laughs> Fuck you, Sears and Woolworth. And What's important in life? That's an individual question. What do you think is? What would you measure? In a, what's important to you for your life? I always have kind of learned myself around the Al Green quote. If you're not in love, what's the point of being in hmm. having life? Yeah. And I've avoided being in love for a long time. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. Mm. yeah. But I, but even though I'm not in a physical life with a human being, I'm always in love with my family, and I'm always in love with learning and working hard and trying to learn. Yeah, me too. And I also love being in conflict. And I love being in a bar and some guy trying to fight me, and we'll see what happens. You do, you do love yeah, you. You poke the bear, like I'm. You, you like you're so like I like you, man. I like you. You're one of the in- most interesting people I know because you'll poke the bear and then stare it down. I'm you like, have to because at the end of the day, we're all human beings, and if shit really breaks out, there's very few of us that aren't going to be on the same team. Yeah, that's interesting. There's a lot of humanity inside you, Mister Bloom. There needs to be. It's a tough world we're walking into and living every day yeah i think about that a lot i think about how hard like the world's gonna be especially like no, it with, is you know and it's going to be well, you're 28 right yeah i i'm thinking long term here yeah, like i am and i'm sitting here and i see like you know libraries will be gone probably within four years you know no, like not that soon like i think so no the, no because there'll be for instance for all of you that love books one of the greatest library systems in the world is the Marriott Library System at the yes. University of Utah. And you can live in Calcutta. You can live in the deepest and darkest jungles of Magna, Utah. And you can be tuned in for free to one of the greatest library systems in the world. And when I mean the world, they have links and side links to all the books you could want from uh, Libya and Syria and Hong Kong and England and Germany and France and Switzerland and Massachusetts. There's no limits. There might not be a physical library, mm-hmm. but there is always going to be a li- library. At some point, it becomes virtual. And at the end of the day, you have to remember what universal city you're listening to because I guarantee you finding Amir al-Qaddafi's book of the Green Book or finding Mein Kampf is probably a pretty difficult book to f- track down. You probably got to, because I know that I got a copy of Mein Kampf. I think a lot of people do, but I bet you you're not finding it at your Salt Lake City Public Library. No, uh, you probably find. It. I've seen it there. Challenge I've seen like translations. Day. Yeah, uh, I got two tickets to a concert of your choice if you take a photo of Mein Kampf in a Salt Lake City Library, guaranteed. Yeah, that'd be cool. I could work that out. Me too. Definitely. <laughs> I'll buy them. I'll go to the for Mein Kampf. And then, and, then, and then when I have these tickets, I'll have to explain. Wait, why are you giving this no, person no, no, tickets no, no, for no, a picture no, no, of Mein no, Kampf? No, 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 no. <laughs> this is a Sasha Blue uh, uh, giveaway. Wait, wait, what? Any tickets you want to Salt Lake City, I will personally buy with my debit card if you take a photo of a Mein Kampf book that you've checked out of a Salt Lake City library because you ain't going to find it. <laughs> There's a censorship on... Um, on our educational systems, and I'm a Jew. Like I don't. I'm using Mein Kampf as just a dumb example, but I just said it specifically. If you want to learn about yeah. surgery of the heart, you're not going to find that at your public library system. You're going to have to have an advanced educational degree and pay to obtain that universal knowledge. Do you want a little bit of gossip? And the scariest Maybe. thing. This, this is the scariest thing that scares me about Trump. 
I read this somewhere or heard it in an interview like four or five, six years ago. Mm, maybe three. And uh, it was before his presidential bid. One of his ex-wives said that Mein Kampf was his favorite book and he slept with it next to his bed. I wouldn't. I don't think it's just him. I think there's probably yeah. hundreds of millions of citizens that have believed that. I mean, you realize that 60 million people lost their lives in the war to kill Adolf Hitler, yeah. which means there were hundreds of millions of people that agreed with him. He was on a worldwide conquering shit. Kill the blacks, kill the fags, kill the Jews, and keep women in their fucking place. Yeah. Like... It's crazy to think about. That's his argument. Dude, Hitler, like, I sometimes, do you think, like, we, like, sometimes I wonder if, like, we could beat Hitler Project, today. Because of, like, the level, because I saw, we have, like. We have his government here. Project Rubber Band, where we brought over a bunch of his uh, scientists and statisticians and nurses and doctors, and they lived out great lives in America. Big business government is. Yeah, just because. Johnny X, master PhD, grew up in Ukraine. Fuck, I'm Ukrainian. My bloodline. Ukraine's did horrible fucking shit. They still do horrible fucking shit. Just like Americanese people do horrible shit, and Taiwanese people do horrible shit, and Saudis do horrible shit. We all come from a country where we have good people and bad people. And if you don't think the good people circulate around the world, the bad people certainly fucking circumvent around the world and those are our government those are our people those are our representative and it's always been what is every movie every book whether it's the torah the talmud the christian testament or the muslim books talk about and then you get into the chinese books it's all a study of good and bad mm -hmm. and who are you at the end of the day what side do you choose mm -hmm. that's all we watch you know, that's all our relationships come down to. You're a slut. You're an asshole. You don't make enough money. Your dick's not big enough. Your pussy stinks. It's all the same shit. Are you good or are you bad? And are you going to teach people to care or are you going to just live about your lives and have children and let them figure it out without direction? And that's all we're down to. And you can have the no technology or you can have the best technology. End of the day, doesn't matter. Who are you? What do you want to be? You want to be a nice guy? You want to be a bad guy? You want to be a taker? You want to be a not a taker? You want to make 40 grand a year and make great love to a woman or a man or another and grow a garden? Or do you want to be about that life? There's good people in all of those caravans. But at the end of the day, you're fucking dead. And why do you have to be angry? Oh, well, I had shitty parents. Yeah, we live in a really shitty world. It ain't easy. It's hard. And it's, it is what it is. It's interesting. It's interesting. I'll make I'll meet such stark contrasts. Like I've dealt I've had to deal with a lot of younger kids, college students, interns, things like that. And Most like, entitled Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> You're on one today. What do you got? Let's hear it. No, 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 no. You brought it up. It's interesting. Like, I, there's, I've met kids who have drive, and I've met kids who have lived up to a millennial, you know, the millennial slur it's become. Like, I feel like it's just another thing to label the disenfranchised, and it creates divisiveness. And, yeah, there is a lot of – these kids were not bred for the environment they eventually grew up in. They were sold a dream, and then the rug was pulled out from under them. That's been the story of humanity for – 6,000 years. Yeah. The millennials aren't different. There's an argument that the baby boomers are the worst generation that's ever happened to Earth and might end up, end up getting human beings extinct. Yeah. Yeah, millennials, yeah, they got shitty haircuts. They fuck too much. And they have a high rate of STDs and a high rate of uh, being illiterate. And good. They're a product of their parents. They're a product of me. They're a product of you. They're a product of the Dalai Lama and the four popes we've had in the last 10 years. And they're the product of our presidencies. We don't have, we don't live in a city that's, uh, that has wisdom. We have smarts. We have brilliance. But we don't have a, a learned elder running us. Intelligence is a priority. 
our elders killed them all. Whether you were the one working at Macy's while the war was going on or you were the nurse uh, fixing up the bloody nose of a soldier, it's all the same. We all bought into an idea that didn't work out. And our world's uh, broken. Broken for the American dream. And it was a dream. It wasn't an idea. It wasn't a paradigm. It was a lie. The American dream was a lie, is a lie. And we've kind of figured that out. See, I don't, I think, I think it's uh, not to sound cliche, but I, I think it's the solution. I think that's what, like, I think Barack Obama believed in the American dream to achieve what he did get to where he is and i know we can talk about like how you're talking about one of the most brilliant men that's ever lived yeah you can't compare him to what the average person to anyone else. they've been marketed and sold you know a dream a bullshit standard to live up to but i still believe in the american i see the american dream alive and well every day that's why people hate mexicans and like the muslims all these other people who come out here like like between the taco stands and the hustles and the side things, like, like they're making their way in this country. And no one has a problem with it. Yeah, and, and and it's completely unseen. You don't even notice it. Like, like I remember, I used to go to pick and pull, and I would get tires from there. And there would be a group of guys who'd come there, and they would buy the tires first. They'd come at six a.m., come and then sit up, and then they'd have their own tire shop. Sure. They would do stuff like that. And like, I can't get mad at them because they're you know working within the confines of the means that they have. And it's tough, you know, but like... No, but see that... You see the American some, dream... Some some do a great job. Some buy shitty fucking tires. Yeah. Some replace valve stems. Yeah. So it, it's... They're industrious and, and they're, 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 noted, like, they're using what they have to the get ahead. At the end of the day, you create the type of life you want. Mm. It doesn't matter if you're from Calcutta or you're from the poorest area in the world. You develop the life you want. I think you either take control and, of life or life takes control of you. You're around the wrong person and you catch 10 to 15. Yeah, that's a reality. That's a reality. 10 to 15, that should be the name of our podcast. 10 That'd to be 15. good. That'd be good. You know, Let's do that. Is, uh, 10 to 15. Why I don't, and I, I don't have a great job, I don't make great money. The only reason why I get to try to contribute to society is because I didn't catch a 10 to 15. Me too. And anyone here. Because yeah. at any moment, any one of your actions and... Your life your life is taken away from you in a moment. Yeah. And then it's the rest of your life. Your life is just put on a different path. You're taken from one... Like, you're taken from out in the field and you're put in a cage. It's different. They can take it away for anything. I think about that every day. That's still my biggest fear. Like, fear used to really motivate me. Like, I used to be scared of being a loser, that I would never live up to what I wanted to accomplish, and that I would never go to school, and I would never get good grades, and that I wouldn't, you know, I, I'd be I'd be 30 years old and, like, you know, feeling like a loser, you know, or something. Now, I don't feel that way anymore. Like, I don't fear things like that. But I still fear going to jail, because I know that is a possibility in my lifetime that I will end up in prison. Like that's a reality for me. No matter how hard I work, no matter no matter how determined I am to be the best person that I can possibly be, they could take someone At else's work. Like almost every family has a person that's been to jail for 160 days or longer. You know, prisons usually after a year and a half or so, and that's the country we live in. You know, you get second chances because it's hard growing up listening to Tupac and not thinking you're a bad motherfucker. I've seen it. I've seen it destroy. I've seen it destroy. Like as much as I love Tupac, and as as it's hard to listen to now sometimes. You know, it's just like hit him up. Like really, that that was my anthem. And like having to have negotiations between Mob Deep and Goody Mob, and Twista and the whole Living Legends crew and then the whole Snoop shit. DMX. Everything in between and everything underground and overtop and immortal technique. And at the end of the day, it's all talking about let's be violent. Yeah. And the dear mamas don't outnumber the I hit them up. Dude, my workout mixes. I listen to it once. I'm like, God damn, I sound I like a serial killer. 
I I I I found it. I found an old music cut that had like the things I I got it. The things that that distracted me more. You do with that. The fucking I was I was talking and you interrupted. Um the influence hip hop has had on its community, I I don't think has been a positive one cuz I I don't know. I've seen I've seen kids who didn't grow up in a system make decisions to put themselves in those systems, you know, because of like what they'd seen in the media. I I think the media, I think, I think the media shapes the world we live in and it has a bigger effect than we realize. That's what I think. That's. I think we need to take a break or we need to sign off. It's your choice. What time is it? I got to go. Plus, I really have to pee. So let's yeah, definitely take a like break. A so, in the next, let's promise this. In the next four weeks, we got DJ Juggy coming in. Yeah. I've got a guy that uh, works in 1080i broadcasting, and he also blows glass, mm-hmm. like weed pipes and pendants and all this type of stuff. And we're going to break down marijuana rules and broadcasting with him. DJ Juggy blowing up the world, selling jerseys. We're going to be listening to 94.9. We're going to be listening to ZHT. And we're going to be listening to uh, everything great at Broadway. We're going to be reading the Deseret News. We're going to be reading the Tribune. We're going to be reading Yahoo and Google and New York Times and LA Times and everything else in London and the world. We're going to try to have conversations. We're going to break this shit fucking down because no one in Salt Lake's doing it. And God bless the people that want to do it that can't do it. There's nothing stopping me from doing it. Whether Johnny McKeon's here next time, who knows? But for me, <laughs> I'm Sasha Bloom. You're Johnny McKeon. This is All Ute Radio. We put our fucking name on it every time we're on this thing, whether yeah, we're we clean do. or dirty. And we appreciate all the people that listen to us. And I certainly appreciate all the podcasters that steal our shit. Yeah. Utah Podcast Network. Call how it is. Promise me, swear, swear. Admit it. Yo, Percocet, Miley Percocet, Percocet, Miley Percocet, Replicet, gotta replicet. Chase a chick, never chase a bitch. Mask on, fuck it, mask on. Mask on, fuck it, mask on. Percocet, Miley Percocet. Chase a chick, never chase a bitch. Two cups, toast out with the game.